Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions. Wow, what a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah. And you think it's good now. You wait till next Sunday. Man, outdoor baptism is one of the highlights of the year. Uh, how many people do we, are we going to baptize? We have about 40 signed up. And I just had some folks telling me they had others who, who needed to sign up for baptism. And so, so it's going to be uh, a great day. And we're going to have a lot of fun, food, fellowship. And celebrate the greatest thing that can happen on planet earth. And that is an individual dying to self and coming alive in Jesus Christ our Lord. How many of you have family members that sometimes tease you and give you a hard time? Hold your hand up. Yeah, if you, if you didn't raise your hand, I'd like for you to join my family for a while. Because <laughs> they don't miss a lick. So one of the things my family has been calling to my mind right lately was that when I'm preaching, that I put my fingers together and I twirl my thumbs. (laughs) And so I should have told you this before, but since it's out in the open, I need to tell you this now. You know on your computer, when you're trying to download something and that little circle's going round and round? (laughs) That's that's what's going on. when I'm doing this, you need to be saying, Lord, help him to get it downloaded. <laughs> Lord, Lord, help him. And so, uh, but it is a habit. My father did it, and I do it, and probably my children will do it uh, after me. Last week, I shared with you a statement out of the Old Testament that points to the end of days. You remember that passage is talking about the evil one. It's in Daniel, the 11th chapter. That's not where we're going today, so don't turn to it. I'm just calling it to your remembrance in Daniel the 11th chapter it talks about the wicked one the one that will bring abomination of desolation defilement to the people of God and then this is the statement we'll pull this one up uh, Daniel 11:32. but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits I love that I love that what a what a great statement I believe that's talking about our day because it says in a day when when knowledge is increased and people are running to and fro, and we know that's happening now like never before, and I believe we should be doing great exploits. One other thing I want to share with you is last week I was talking to the old folks, the retirees, people my age, and I talked about Moses and Aaron going in in their 80s and leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And then I made a mistake. I said, Aaron took the high ground where the giants lived. But it wasn't Aaron. It was Caleb. Caleb did that. And if you caught that, I'd give you an A-plus in listening. Um, But sometimes sometimes we do that when 
when our brains are, are running too fast. I also shared with you an illustration in the last message last week about a church that got everybody, all their members, they got them all on the same page, all doing the same thing, giving a real short testimony, and then inviting somebody to come to church with them. And so I, I just can't, and they baptized over a thousand people that year. So, so let me ask you a question. How many of you came to this church simply because somebody invited you to come? Would you please stand up? Just stand up. Stand up. You came because somebody, all right, so remain standing for a moment. Just somebody invited you to come. All right, I want everybody to look around. People will come to church if you invite them. That is so important. Thank you. You may sit down. <clears throat> now I want you to see a couple of videos. Hey, my name is Andre White. Can I share something with you? I'm a Navy vet. In the first nine years of my Navy career, I was the most ungodly, sinful sailor you had ever met. But that ninth year, Jesus got a hold of my heart and transformed my life. Hey, I would like to invite you to my church, River of Life, right there on Crawfordville Highway. Some call it the Hershey Kiss. Some call it the Onion. You can't miss it. If you go toward the high school, we're on the right side. If you'd like to hear the rest of this story, come visit us. Hey there. Can I share something with you? I love Jesus. And I'm so thankful for everything that he's done in my life. And you know what else? I've found a church family that feels exactly the same way. Every time I walk into River of Life Church, I'm greeted with a big smile, a warm hug, and the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Will you join me? Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., River of Life Church. Can't wait to see you there. A big thanks to uh, Andre and Jeanette for doing that. But can you imagine, just how simple is that? Just 30 seconds. What if, what if everybody in this church got involved in doing that? I mean, getting it out there on the Internet, telling people <clears throat> when you're going through the checkout line. Uh, I, I just want to encourage you. Start getting your testimony ready. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we should be telling the world. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, finding freedom. Finding freedom. And for a text, I'll read John eight thirty four through 36. Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free. Indeed. Oh, my goodness. Let's pray. Father, would you reveal something to all of us today that would help us understand how to be free in you? How to so connect with your son, our savior, that we are absolutely, completely set free, that we're not just free, we're free indeed in every sense of the word. Lord, would you bless this message, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a few days ago, in fact, it was six days ago, 
I had something happen that was just kind of a normal day, and I didn't think much about it until the day developed and things happened the way they did. Let me, let me tell you what happened. I had a hummingbird to get trapped in my garage. I don't know if you've ever had anything like that, but the, I noticed it in the morning. The hummingbird was trapped in my garage. I went out and tried to shoo it out, and uh, it, it had uh, uh, been there for a long time already. I don't know if it had been there all night or not, but I was I was real concerned about the hummingbird, and it caught my attention, and several times I went out and and hour after hour after hour, this hummingbird w- couldn't get out. Because what the hummingbird was doing is rather than flying down and going under the garage doors, the hummingbird was just bouncing against the ceiling. And, and it bothered me. After about four or five hours, I was just terribly concerned about the hummingbirds. My heart was heavy. I wanted to save the hummingbird. I love hummingbirds. How many of you love hummingbirds? Hold your hand up. Yeah. Yeah, God did something special for us when he made hummingbirds, didn't he? My wife and I plant flowers in our yard just for the hummingbirds. Not for you to look at, not for us to look at, but so we can watch the hummingbirds when they come in uh, to those those flowers. I, I I put I put a hummingbird feeders up at my house and I keep them clean and I put the right kind of food in those feeders and I've got one I put uh, just outside my front door and I've got a glass on the front door where I can see that hummingbird and what I the hummingbirds and what I do is I get up in the morning I get a cup of coffee I get my bible I sit in my favorite chair and I gaze outside at that hummingbird feeder and around daylight every morning they put on this aerial show for me and it is just amazing and I tell you what when you look at God's handiwork and friends that is God's handiwork when you look at God's hand handiwork it just draws you close uh, I know I'm getting old, and I know I'm getting sentimental, and I'm, I, I, I know that, but it is, it is something special. Uh, hummingbirds are amazing. I, listen, a hummingbird can hover. The, a hummingbird can just hover in one spot. They, they can eat while they're hum, I mean, hovering. A hummingbird can fly backward, for heaven's sake. Just watching them fly backward is amazing in itself. I mean, I mean, uh, hummingbirds are, are did, God must have loved hummingbirds. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we have 343 different species of hummingbirds. I love hummingbirds. And now at my house, in my garage, I've got a hummingbird that's going to die. This bird is trapped. This bird cannot get out. This bird is worn out. And, uh, and there's no way out. There's no way out. 
this bird's going to die. I mean, we're five, six hours now, and it is just flying constantly and just bumping up uh, uh, against the, the ceiling. And I, I, I went inside and got on the Internet and, and, and tried to find somebody that could tell me how to get a hummingbird out of my garage. Nobody out there knows how to get a hummingbird out. I mean, knowledge is increasing every 12 hours, but somehow. (laughs) How to get a hummingbird out of your garage is not a part of it. Nothing helped. I tried everything. I'm real worried. Yeah, I did. Somebody said, pray. I did. I prayed. I mean, it captured my focus. And I prayed. Nothing was happening. He stuck. I don't know what to do. Struggling. And by the way, I'm not doing this right now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. Before I finish my story, can I ask you a question? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever been in a situation like that hummingbird where you didn't know how to get out? And where everything you tried failed? And when you did your best, you were no better? Have you ever felt that way? Is there any part of that scenario that you feel right now? Well, I want you to listen up. Because a hummingbird is about to teach us how to get out of captivity. And of course, we know that's through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we're going to learn something from a hummingbird today. Now, just so you won't think I've lost my mind. And I do worry about my church thinking that sometime. Did, Did you know that All through the Bible, not just in one place, but all through the Bible. The Bible uses animals as metaphors to teach us lessons and to give us examples of what we should and shouldn't do. It's all over the Bible. Give you some illustrations. If you walk with God, you can run like a deer. It says that. It says if you walk with God, the Bible says he'll give you hinds feet. He'll he'll give you the ability to go through difficult, hard places. Have you ever seen a deer running through the woods or running up a mountain? I don't know how they do that. God gave them that ability. But what God's word says, that if we'll walk with him, he'll give us hinds feet. And we'll be able to navigate the difficult, the hard the treacherous places in life. And we'll be able to go high. That's just, that's one analogy. Here's the one we all know. How about, how about this? If we wait upon the Lord, we will soar like eagles. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
What's the lesson? Sometimes we need to stop trying and we need to start trusting. Listen, I love counseling. I do a good bit of counseling, but sometimes you need to stop seeking out 10 or 15 counselors and wait before the Lord until He speaks to you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. Run like a deer. Soar like an eagle. Oh, this is good stuff. Here's one we could all learn for, learn from. Locusts, grasshoppers. Do you know the Bible uses locusts to teach us a lesson? It says they have no king, and yet they go out in rank. One little locust can't do much of anything, but when you put millions of them together, man, they can do something. And and the, the moral of the story, even in Scripture, is this, and that is that we do have a king. And we should work together. And we should unite. We should do that. Can you imagine what would happen? I'm just asking. Can you imagine what would happen if every member of this church put something like we just saw on your Facebook page or internet. Or got it on YouTube or, or whatever it is you use. And you didn't just put it on there. You actually started doing that. I'm telling you, this church would explode because there's a dark and dying and hungry and desperate world out there that's waiting for somebody to reach out to them and say, I know where you can find help. And we do have individuals in this church doing it. But what if we all did it? What if we were all like locusts? We said, okay, this is the plan. This is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. Good stuff. Did you know there's a place in the Bible that says, go to the ant hill, you sluggard? Nobody thinks they're lazy, do they? But the Bible says, go to the ant hill, look at the ant, learn from the ant. Did you know ants can teach you something? They work all the time and they prepare for the future. They lay up for the hard times. You you see, it's all through the scriptures and our favorites. I'll hit a couple of these. How about the? How about sheep? Man, there's so much to learn for sheep. Sheep are not all that smart, and God tells us we're sheep. Come on, couldn't he have picked something else? <laughs> sheep, they're weak. They can't see but just a few feet in front of them. They have no defense mechanism. They're completely helpless. And yet the Bible says we're the the sheep of His pasture. Oh my goodness. But you know what we learned from sheep? Jesus said it. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. Oh, friends. See, see the lesson is there. Um, uh, a white dove is a, a metaphor of innocence. See, Jesus said, uh, be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. And wolves are a metaphor of those who are enemies of righteousness. When Jesus said to his disciples, I'm sending you out among wolves. 
He wasn't talking about literal wolves. He was talking about people who act and behave like wolves. I'm not going to leave this one out. How about a lion? How about a lion? Wow. Powerful. Fearful. Bold. Confident. King of the beast. What do we learn from lions? Well, there's a number of lessons in the Bible about lions. And I'm not going to hit all of them, but I'll tell you one thing we learned from a lion. And that is that one day when our Savior returns, He's not coming back as a lamb, humble and meek and sacrificial. He's not coming back as a servant. He's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back as a conquering king. And I can tell you this, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. Many will confess too late, but not us. We'll confess now. We'll bow our knees now. But you see, what it teaches us is no one will be able to stand against the lion of the tribe of Judah. So all you animal lovers out there, I just want to say something. It's okay to love your animals. But don't just love them. Uh, Let them speak to you. Let God teach you through them. God will show you things through your animals. I actually thought we had some animal lovers out here. Yeah. 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 Don't underestimate God's ability to communicate with you through, through animals, through His creation. I don't know, it's been six or eight months ago now, I, I lose count of time, that I was walking around in my backyard. I wasn't doing, phys, uh, doing well physically, I was, I, I, I was struggling. And I was walking around in my backyard and I was praying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I need to hear from you. Lord, I need a word from you. Lord, I need your presence. Lord, you've been there, haven't you? When it feels like God's a million miles away, and, and, and you just need a word, you just need a touch, you just need the presence of God. And I was walking all over my backyard, and I was just praying, and I said, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need you to talk to me. I, I, I need you to show up somehow, some way. Your word says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Lord, I'm asking, I'm seeking, I'm knocking. Lord, I'm longing for your presence. And I don't feel anything and I need you, Lord. And about that time, something startled me. Coming straight at me. And I kind of threw my hand up in defense. And a dragonfly landed right on my finger. And look me dead in the eyes. Dragonflies have big eyes. You know that, don't you? And that dragonfly looked at me. And I looked at that dragonfly. I was so amazed. I don't know how God works. If you do, please tell me sometime. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And God can speak to you and talk to you any way He wants to. And don't you think for a moment that, that this creation that God 
created for his glory that he can't use it to glorify himself speaking to you. And I looked at that dragonfly. And it was like the peace of God just came over me. Man, I know you're going to go out and say that the pastor is just going downhill. He's just... He, he's losing it faster than we thought. You know, hummingbirds, dragonflies. I mean, I, I did this. I reached up and I started petting the dragonfly. I just put my right behind the eyes and I just rub it all the way down. And it would just kind of, I mean, we were just, we were in this rhythm. And then I thought, i got to have a record of this. So it was in my right hand. I keep my cell phone in my right pocket. And I had to reach all the way around, get my cell phone, take my cell phone out, and take a picture of that dragonfly. And I've got it on my computer. I remember the day God spoke to me through a dragonfly. See, there's all kind of lessons. But I tell you what I learned that day. If you really, I'm not talking about casually, Lord, I need you. But if you really chase after God. If you really seek for His presence, if you really long for Him, if you want God so much that you will do whatever it takes, I'm telling you, you'll show up. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. On Friday, my wife and I went up talking about the presence of the Lord. We went up to see uh, Pastor Al. And I was concerned because of the reports I heard. And when we stepped in to that room, I'm not making this up, we stepped into the presence of God. I've been pastoring a long time. I've made thousands and thousands of hospital visits, but I've never been in a room that had the presence of God on it like they, that room. And I was up there smiling and praising God. He, he had a, 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 I'm sure Lena did this, but he had a pom-pom on his bed, like a, you know, like a cheerleading pom-pom. <laughs> By the way, we have something to cheer about no matter what the world throws our way. We got something to cheer about. And we started quoting scriptures and we started praying. And I'm telling you, the presence of God was in that room and it was so thick we didn't want to leave. We wanted to stay. I asked the family, I said, what's going on here? They said, it's been this way all day. It's been this way all day. We're going to pray for Brother Al, but I want you to know that God is close. God is close. God's up to something special right there. So, maybe this is the time I need to do this for you. Yeah. So, The trapped hummingbird. You thought I forgot, didn't you? (laughs) Tell the truth. You thought I forgot. The trapped hummingbird is going to teach us. I said this once before. He's going to teach us how to get free. So what I decided to do is because I was thinking about the sheep and he said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. And I'd been praying, so I decided I was going to go out on, on, in the garage and I was going to soften my voice and talk to the hummingbird. And I had a little question here because I wasn't sure hummingbirds could hear. I've never seen ears on a hummingbird. 
And so I looked it up and I found out to my amazement that hummingbirds can hear better than humans. And so I went out and I said, buddy, I'm, I'm here to help you. Uh, I'm going to help you get out of here, but you're going to have to listen to me and you can't be afraid of me. And I know I may frighten you a little bit, but I can, I can help you get out of here. And I said, what you got to do? is you got to stop beating your head against that ceiling. Honestly, we're six hours or more into this now. I thought the bird might die when it would occasionally land on some of the, the car openers, uh, the garage door openers. It would just shake and tremble, look like it was about to fall over. And, and I said, you've got to listen to me. You've got to go low. You've got to go low. You've got to go down. That's, that's what, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. And friends, I'm not making this up as I go. I was talking to that bird, but I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit's been telling some of you that for a long time. What you're doing is wrong. There's a better way. There, there's, there's a way to go up, but you have to go down first. The way up is to give up. The way up is to lay your life down. The way up is to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God so that He can lift you up in due season. It's hard. Listen, it was totally and completely contrary to that hummingbird's nature to come down. It just kept punishing itself against that ceiling. And my heart was breaking you, you, you've got to come down. Oh, let, let me, I'm here. I hear people all the time. Oh, they've got this excuse and that excuse and they've got this alibi and they're always playing the blame game, trying to blame it on somebody else. But if you want to get out of Satan's cage, Satan's captivity, you go down. You give it up. You surrender. You admit that all of your trying and all of your efforts and all of your energy have availed to nothing. You have to come down in repentance. You have to come down in honesty. You have to take off the facade. You have to humble yourself before God. The more I talk to that bird... The worse it got. I just knew I was going to be able to talk that bird down. But I couldn't. Now I'd been praying through this whole thing. But I went to prayer one more time. I said, Lord, teach me. I can't learn on the internet. I don't know what to do. I've tried my best. I don't know what to do. Lord, teach me what to do. And if I stand before you today, the Holy Spirit said, go get a mop. And I went in my house and I got a dust mop. And I walked out there and I looked at that dust mop. Now, I'm in full spiritual mode by now. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, that dust mop is the ark of safety. It's the cross of salvation for that bird. And it's something he has not seen before. I said, okay. 
I walked out in that carport and I held that mop up. I held it way up like that. And that hummingbird landed on that mop. And I lowered that mop. And he flew away. I, I thought, what? I thought I had this. I held it back up. Second time he landed on it. I brought it down real slow. Hummingbird flies away. Third time I hold it up. Hummingbird lands on the mop. And I start bringing that mop down. And he just sat there. What is it about the third time? There's always three. I don't know. There, there's something, something significant about three. And I brought it down. And I said, just hold on, buddy. I'm going to get you out of here. Hold on. And friends, I walked through my garage door. And I got outside. And I held that mop up. I said, you're free to go now. And what that hummingbird did amazed me as much as anything that happened that day. I just knew that hummingbird was going to fly off that mop, run around the house, go to the feeder and eat something. But that hummingbird flew off the mop straight up until it went out of sight. And I declare... I heard it singing, free at last. (laughs) Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I am free at last. Come on, are you free? Did he set you free? Did he get you out of something you couldn't get out of by yourself? Have you been redeemed? Have you been delivered? Is he the Lord your Savior? Come on, I don't need to be the only one shouting. Get on your feet. Come on. Come on, on your feet. Did he set you free? Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I am free at last. Couldn't do it on my own. Didn't have enough strength. I was butting my head against a brick wall. But then I fell on my face and I got right with God. And through humility... And through repentance. And through dying. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. Cannot bear fruit. It abides alone. But if it dies it brings forth much fruit. Free at last. Free at last. Here's what I want to tell you friends. If you've been beating your head. Against something. If you've been trying with everything in you. And you just can't do it. Well. Welcome to the club. None of us can. But there is one who can. And I got to tell you, that mop was a means of salvation. And I don't think I'd have done that had it not been for the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And God doesn't always do it the same way. But God will get your attention. And sometimes it may be God somehow providentially putting you in a church where a crazy preacher talks about hummingbirds. But God's trying to get your attention. God's speaking to you. And there's only one way up. And that's the way down. There's only one way out, and that's to give up and to trust Him. And then I can tell you something, friends. I don't know. It was just one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen in my life when I watched that hummingbird fly out of sight. Oh, isn't it time for you to be free? Isn't it time for you to find freedom? 
once and for all. Get out of the cycle of sin. Get out of the trap. Listen, a verse just comes to my mind. It's Psalm, I hope I get this right. It's Psalm 124.7. It says, um, it says, our souls have escaped. Listen, the snare of the fowler. Because the snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Oh, friend, did you know that the Bible literally gives an illustration of our salvation as a bird getting out of a trap? Oh, isn't it time? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the privilege of letting me preach this message. I ask you, Holy Father, Holy, Majestic, Almighty, All-Knowing Father, Lord, would you set us free today? I, I, I would imagine all of us in some areas of our lives are being held captive, at least being held back from the divine plan that you have for our lives. Would you set us free today, Lord? Lord, would you help us to go so low in repentance, so, so low in submission, uh, uh, so low in, in just denying ourselves and giving up our own lives that we find the means and the method to find freedom in you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray if there are those here who are not absolutely sure their salvation today, salvation will come. I pray, Father, those who are in doubt will no longer doubt after they leave here today. If there are those who need to move their membership into this church, Lord, your work, your will be done as we give this invitation. Holy Spirit, Please draw and convict and lead and guide at this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we sing, we... Thank you again for watching our message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact our office at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us Sunday mornings at 1030 or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit us at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.